Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Anyhow, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Michael Rutnan, welcome aboard. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Lee Grant is in the house, as well as Bruce Pollard in the house. Yvette Avery Herod is in the house. You know what? Let's do it. Let's start labeling people from where they are. Let's see if I can remember it. And if I fail, you guys have to fix me. Okay, let's do it this way. Eric Hayes from Kingwood, Texas. Michael Rudnick from Brooklyn, New York. Bridge MCP from upstate New York. Lee Grant from Montgomery County. Bruce Pollard from Kingwood, Texas. Yvette Avery Herod from Atlanta, Georgia. Paul Fleming from Atlanta, Georgia. Michael Rudnick from Brooklyn, Nueva York. How are my peeps doing today? I trust everybody's doing fine. And last but not least, as we populate our YouTube with more people, we have Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. E2247, please help me. I promise I won't forget again. Where are you from, E2247? Fix me up. And this time I will remember. Where are you from, E2247? Alistair Waters is in the house from Conroe, Texas. I don't think I'm doing too badly. I think I'm, I got you twice, Rudnan. Well, hey, that means you're twice as good, man. What can I say? Let's see. Come on, E2247. Let me know where you're from. Let me know where you're from. Did I miss anybody? And we have May Wood from, I think it's Los Angeles, California. Is that correct? Or, or, is, it, uh, or is it the Bay Area, California? I think actually May Wood may be Bay Area, California. And okay, okay. E2247, where are you from? I want to I want to cauterize that in my mind. I want to get that in my mind. Anyway, folks, how are you guys doing today? I trust everybody's doing just fine. Long Beach, California. All right, my brother is from Long Beach, Maywood. I won't forget Long Beach, California. Long Beach, Long Beach, Maywood, Long Beach. E2247, I'm still waiting on you. E2247, I'm still waiting on you. Uh, let's see what else we got. Egberto, your heater must be in a good location. I got a space heater right there, right there, because it's cold as hell. What, what is it now? According to my screen, one says 35 and clear. The other one says 33 and sunny right here in, uh, what can I say? In Kingwood, Texas. Last night, it went down to, I think it was 18 degrees. That is unheard of here in Texas. And Alistair Water is in Conroe, Texas. So she probably got a bit colder than we did here. We had a lot of ice all over the place. Okay. Uh, E2247 says he's from Maya and Oneida. I better see where Maya and Oneida is. Maya and Oneida. I know there's something special in that message, okay? But anyhow, folks, anyhow, let's get busy. Let's get busy. We are going to have a good program. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I'm going to start with a lawyer. You know how the right wing consistently over and over and over what they do. Oh, before I get into that, ABQ, I haven't forgotten about your story. I want to tie it into the story that I did today uh, on KPFT with a woman I interviewed whose son 
was murdered in the Harris County Jail. So I want to do some sort of a combination with that on our three o'clock show. And plus, I have some other work that I'm doing with Bridge MCP's work on uh, Social Security. So there are a lot of different items on the fire right now. I just want to get them right. Okay. All right. Let's let let's continue here. Uh, as you know, the right wing always think that uh, they always try to make others believe that they are immoral or doing things that they shouldn't. When it is generally they who are doing things. Okay. So what I want you guys to do. Egberto, uh, let's see, LOL, Egberto 18 here for this AM. Oh my God. You guys were just as cold as we were. I thought you'd be colder than we were. Ha ha. Oh, minus four this AM. Oh my God. That is cold. That is cold. I would die. All right. Anyway, let's go to the first video. It's all self-explanatory. So we'll go ahead and get busy and do it right this minute. Aquí lo tienes. Bowie. You know, a few months ago, I'm scrolling through TikTok because I do a lot of history and technical stuff on TikTok. That's what populates my feed. And uh, a lawyer, Kristen Browdy, she popped up on my uh, on, on my screen and it turns out that she started to run a database collecting all the news from 50 states, from all the states in the country to determine which particular group of people are really bad for children, sexually assaulting children, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And as you know, right now, the right wing consistently would have you believe that left wing folks, uh, the liberals, the progressives, they're perverts and that they, that we have to be careful with our children. We have to be careful with the books that these liberals have them read and all of that. Of course, recently, all that we've been finding is like, I mean, if you take a look at the chairman of the Republican party in, in, in Florida, turns out that he was, uh, he's, he's on trial or uh, he's being checked out for rape. His wife and the woman that allegedly he raped, they were used to having threesomes. Uh, so these are our holy folks that, you know, want to be above everybody and try to control everybody's life, right? Lives. So it, it turns out that all these people that have been pointing fingers themselves are the ones who we've got to watch, not the trans. Not the cross-dressers, not any of that. Listen to my friend, uh, lawyer Kristen Browdy, and then we'll take it on the other side. What do three evangelical pastors, one minister of the Nation of Islam, 20 Catholic priests, and five church employees all have in common? Well, if you're seeing me, you probably guessed it. They're all new names on the list of people who've made the news for sex crimes with children as victims. The first full week of the year adds 225 names. Our total is now 6,368 since mid-February of last year. If you're looking for actual groomers and pedophiles because some politician told you who they are, in the 47 weeks that I've been tracking these cases, 61 politicians have made the list. 
three quarters of them Republicans. They love to accuse drag queens and transgender people. But you know who isn't on the list? A drag queen. Not a single one. And of the 6,368 cases, only four, six one hundredths of one percent have been transgender. And if you're asking why pick on Republicans, nine of the 10 states with the highest incidence per capita in our database are controlled top to bottom by Republicans. We did get some stunning numbers from one of those states, West Virginia. That's the state that ranks fifth worst in the nation in our per capita rankings. The West Virginia Child Advocacy Network says in the year between June of 2022 and June of 2023, it provided services to over 2,700 victims of child sex abuse. And that organization serves only 46 of the 55 counties in West Virginia. In one year, they had 2,700 victims from only a part of that one Republican-controlled state. And not one was a drag queen, not one transgender. So Republicans and anyone else who actually cares about kids or this problem, who is it that you're passing laws against? You can check the data. You can run through it yourself, sort it any way you like. It's all available for you to download at whoismakingnews.com. Now, hear ye, hear ye. Remember this, because this is actually pretty important. Uh, this, this woman who went ahead and find all this data, she made sure to document it, database it, and give you the option to sort it, review it, and do it in whatever fashion you want, just to prove that it's accurate. So go to her site, uh, whosmakingnews.com, and take a look at all the database of all the offenders that we have, and make sure as you do that, every single time a Republican tries to tell you we have to pass laws against trans, we have to pass laws against cross-dressers, we have to ban books or whatever, remind them that maybe the reason they want all these bans, etc., is not to protect their people against the progressives like myself and others, but to protect them against themselves. That's what it seems like. So says the data. So says the data. So when, you know, whenever you see these people that are past, that are out there pointing fingers, remember, I, I am of the belief that they are doing these things to cover their innermost self, their innermost self. So, I mean, all these people trying to pass these laws against trans and pass these laws against all these folks, they're just doing it because they are the ones that truly are perverts. That's why they can think about, well, if we put trans in a bathroom, the trans people are going to do this. No, it's not the trans people are going to do this. It's because that is in your mind that you are likely yourself to do that and you want to project that onto a trans person. You want to project that onto a gay person. You want to project that onto that other. When you are the pervert deep in your mind, just like the, uh, the, the chairman of the Republican Party in Florida, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So folks, remember, address these people head on. 
I mean, uh, we have a, another one of the moms trying to ban books, etc. Just got arrested for shoplifting over and over and over again. I think it was at a Walmart or a Target. Can't remember what store it is. Let's not fall for the crap. Hey, E2247, I want to take up something that you're talking about with Israel and salt water. I want to tie it into another subject that we're going to handle, I think, on the latter part of what we're doing today. Okay. Lee Grant says there's a recent sexual assault in a bathroom at the Galleria. It wasn't the R. Really? Uh, you may want to check again. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Paul Fleming says, Congress announces major tax deal to expand child tax credit and revive breaks for business. Details, the child tax credit policy would benefit about 16 million kids in low-income families, according to analysis. Other tax credits in, uh, include expensing for research and experimental costs and expansion of small business expensing and extension of bonus depreciation. Senator Wyden says this hope to pass a deal by beginning of the tax season. You notice what they did? They threw in depreciation, man. That is free money. You know, you buy something, you buy it on credit, you depreciate the whole damn thing using Section 179 or one of these other things. That's what I'm talking about, people. Uh, to, in order for us to get a little penance for the kids, we have to give away the store. It's just like how we used to have the depletion allowance. You're getting free oil out of the ground, and we're then going to pay you for all the oil that you've already taken out. It's a damn sham. Hey, that kind of rhymed. It's a damn sham. Okay, next one, Joy and Reed. Joy and Reed, uh, you know, yesterday was the uh, the thing in the the primary in Iowa, the caucuses in Iowa. Turns out that Ryan DeSantis is toast. But Ryan DeSantis is on, isn't only toast for the uh, presidential election. Listen to this piece by Joanne Reed and myself, of course, and then we'll take it on the other side. I love it because she nails it. Joanne Reed had some choice words for Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis invested his entire of millions of dollars, his entire career in doing what it would take to win Iowa. He destroyed the educational system in his state and much more, as you're going to hear Joanne Reed point out. So check this out and then we'll take it on the other side because she said it better than anyone on the panel she was on could say it. Check this out. Whatever happens with her tonight, I think we must remark upon the absolute tragedy of Ron DeSantis as a human being and as a politician. And I say this as somebody who spent 14 years in the great state of Florida. This man torched the state of Florida's education system by turning it into a, a grand apologist for slavery. He passed a six week abortion ban that he signed at midnight so that no one could see him do it to match Kim Reynolds, the governor of Iowa, in essentially condemning uh, rape victims and incest victims to give birth at 10 years old, if that's what it takes in order to get evangelicals to like him. All the things he did, he completely um, took the, 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 the Republican Tallahassee entire Senate and House delegations, put them in his service. They had to essentially work for him and they passed everything he asked them for, for one reason only, because he was going to win Iowa. Yeah. 
He put it all on Iowa. Mm -hmm. His whole ground game is Iowa. His whole strategy is Iowa. And he destroyed his political career in his home state, neglected his home state during two hurricanes, wore weird high boots and humiliated himself when he finally ran home to pretend that he was going to help his state and neglected it. The highest insurance rates. It's impossible to get insurance in the state. Uh, workers are leaving. His uh, Latino workers, Hispanic workers are leaving because of draconian immigration law that his uh, Republicans passed for him. It's hurting the agriculture industry, the construction industry. He's ruined the state, made it an anathema for business. He sued Disney, put himself at war with Mickey Mouse and lost and got humiliated by them. What has he not done that was stupid politically? All for one purpose. He did the ad where he said God created a fighter to get evangelicals to love him. And he's going to finish maybe in the 15s, maybe in the 20s in Iowa. And he's finished as a politician in Florida. Yeah. His, he, for all practical purposes as a politician, is finished. We're in a presidential election right now. So a lot of Floridians aren't really concentrating on the damage that what DeSantis has done to his state before it becomes, before it's realized, right? Like many organizations that would have had conventions in Florida, forget it. Uh, the, his fight with Disney creates yet more problems. So other people that would have gone to Florida for, for that, forget it. An educational system now that is flawed. People who would go to major universities in Florida will say, well, with, with DeSantis doing all this damage, forget it. It is amazing what this guy did to appease the MAGA Republicans and, you know, about 67% of the Republican population for what is a state that in as much as it's considered a red state is pretty much a 50-50 state that is likely trending blue. He has destroyed his career trying to run for president. And as someone else said before, instead of going to who his natural constituents would have been, he tried to magarize Florida with the expectation that he could get some of the MAGA Republicans. But the MAGA Republicans already have their master. His name is Donald Trump. They don't want another one. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, uh, Carl Cox is in the house. Carl Cox says MAGA people look in the mirror when they talk about pedophiles. Not all MAGA. You know, I mean, look, the amount of people that are actually pedophiles are a small amount of people. Okay, small, very small people, a small amount of people. And, um, you know, I would imagine that you have pedophiles of every political stripe. I want to be honest here. I don't want to say uh, MAGA pedophile, left wing, not pedophile, anything like that. You have pedophiles in everything. What gets me with what the right does is they project onto everybody else their own deficiencies. And that's what I'm against. That is what I'm against. Egberto still trying to get me to like Joy Reid. Huh? I'm still brother Michael Rodman. I love you, brother, but you have got to drop that. I am a fan of policy. I am a fan of when people say the right things and when they say the wrong things. And look, there are times that I'm going to say something that you disagree with, Michael. I hope you don't say bye-bye. I hope you say, well, Egberto, on this one, we'll agree to disagree because I love you anyway, bro. Come on, we got to get there. 
That's how we're going to win everybody over, Michael. All right. Gene Daigle says, Ron DeSantis, the governor of such a big state, is AWOL from actually doing his job. And he was voted into office to do all the issues in Florida. And where is Ron? Where's Waldo? That's a good one. I love the way you phrase that, Gene Daigle. But I must disagree with you, Brother Daigle, with respect to uh, to uh, uh, somehow DeSantis being in a better position than um, than uh, Nikki Haley. There are people, there are progressives, very left wing progressives that's been that have been interviewed in New Hampshire who said in the final election they will vote for here here he here he they will vote for Nikki Haley over Biden even as they don't support the policies of Nikki Haley because they're tired of this old kind of stuff and specifically Israel and in that light I want to play this other piece here and I want you guys to listen to this piece in this context and by the way it's it's also a Joanne Reed Peace, but she did a great job here. Michael Rudnan, stick around. Don't you hang up because it's your girlfriend, Joy and Reed. All right. So uh, I want you to listen to this because I got completely pissed off at Governor J.B. Pritzker, governor of Illinois, response to a very sensible statement from Joy and Reed that not only uh, Biden needs to heed. The entire Democratic Party needs to heed. And we'll talk about it a little bit later. And I want to tie this in to what Brother E2247 had to say about what's going on in Israel with the potential of flooding with salt water. I don't think they've done it yet, but I could be wrong. And what, why they're trying to destroy aquifers, etc. in Gaza. Check this out. And then we will take it on the other side. Irrespective of who you are or who you're speaking to, it is so very important that one listens and not just one listens, but what one tries to comprehend, one tries to hear what the other side is saying, because you pay dearly as the Democratic Party has over the last several decades. I mean, when you look at a place like West Virginia, that should be democratic land based on the types of policies that progressives want to pass. Not only policies that give assistance, but policies that create the environments to generate work, good paying jobs. Now, last night after the caucus, uh, the governor of Illinois sort of had a back and forth with Joy and Reed. Joyan Reed had a very important point that he chose not to listen to completely and entirely tone deaf. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. Governor, uh, this is Joy Reid. Uh, I have a question. Is it bedwetting, though? Because I think that there is some significant anecdotal evidence that 
President Biden does have some issues in terms of um, parts of the younger electorate that are not in a good place with him on things like Gaza, on the you know bombing of Yemen. There were just protests outside of the White House this past week. There is some energy that's building, particularly among Arab American voters, Muslim American voters, who say they will not vote for him um, because of his stance on Gaza. Is that is it bedwetting, or is the White House maybe not paying enough attention to real passionate objections to its policies by younger voters that they need? to turn out. And I mean younger voters, including younger African-American voters. Well, when you're a responsible leader, when you're in office, you have to make tough decisions, no doubt about it. And every time you have to make a tough decision, someone doesn't like it. Uh, the truth is that uh, we've seen Joe Biden uh, underestimated all along uh, in his entire career, and especially in 2020. Uh, in 2024, I think what we're going to see is a real focus on the things that really matter to people's individual lives, to their families, to their communities. And that's, you know, the economy. It means their freedoms. We talked about choice. Uh, I, in a lot of places in the country, people are deeply concerned about gun violence. And uh, we know that Joe Biden has stood up for a uh, ban on assault weapons, and and he has stood up for uh, violence prevention programs in a way that Republicans just want to let go and, frankly, let people shoot each other wherever they may be with as many guns as they may want to have. So I, I do think that a focus on the issues that really matter to working families across the United States is going to matter for Joe Biden in a positive way. Now, there are always detractors, right? There are people that even that vote for Donald Trump who don't like things about Donald Trump. But in the end, when people are going to see the two visions for the future of America, that young people and people of color across the United States, not to mention the vast majority of American workers, know that it's Joe Biden that's fighting for them and Joe Biden that'll do better for them. Donald Trump will be a disaster for those groups. And you don't think that the White House needs to adjust or that the Biden reelection campaign needs to adjust in any way its messaging on issues of war and peace? Because these are issues, I mean, we are on MLK Day and we do know that one of the things that Dr. King did later in his life was to oppose the Vietnam War. And this was an important issue to him, as important in the end of his life as fighting for living wages and for racial justice. You know, issues of war and peace are passion issues. They're voting issues. And for a lot of younger Americans, not even just younger Americans, but a lot of progressives and a lot of just people of a humanist view of the world, the Gaza issue is a voting issue. So you're saying that people will Ignore that. You don't think that the White House needs to in any way adjust its messaging on that? Well, look, here's what the White House has been doing. They're fighting, you know, what has become a mortal enemy of the United States, and that's Vladimir Putin. Uh, they're, they're standing up for democracy in Ukraine. Uh, they're fighting against terrorism in the Middle East. Those are the things that I think the messages that the Biden administration needs to make sure they're getting out to people. But look, nobody likes war. I mean, I, they, we'd like to have all of this ratcheted down and go away. And I know the president wants that, right? But it, you have to have a careful uh, foreign policy expert in the White House who understands how to manage all that in a very difficult environment. You think Donald Trump has shown that he can do that? Do you think Donald Trump would handle this better than Joe Biden? The answer clearly is no. When we there, there are several issues, student loans, uh, the war in Gaza, 
as well as certain types of programs that we need to establish here in, in the United States that someone need to get the ears of Biden, because I'm sorry, you may you may talk about the economy being great. You may talk about all these other issues, but that's not the only issues that concern people. Many of us morally, when we see that we are supporting and sending bombs to a country that has pretty much killed over 25,000 people, of course, it's concerning. Of course, we feel a moral responsibility, but it's not only a moral responsibility, it's an existential responsibility. Why? Because as we continue to do what we're doing in Israel and other places, there's this great thing called blowback. Blowback. And once we are seen as complicit, which we now are, we have to expect the blowback. So when Joy asks him about how do you address the issue where a lot of young people are concerned about what we're doing or close alliance with Netanyahu. He blows it off. He blows it off. Oh, uh, simply saying Biden is experienced and it's good to have somebody who knows foreign policy in the office. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think his actions with Israel is all does, displays all that much experience. I think it displays an old man who continues to do things in the old ways and expecting some different results. It's not going to happen. We need new ways of doing things and he should listen. We should have somebody saying, yeah, you know what? Uh, our president, the person that we're going to vote for in November, the only person that if it's between Donald Trump and Biden, it's the only person that we should and can vote for if we want to have a sane government or a somewhat sane government. He should open his mind to say, you know, we've been doing this bombing and this killing for quite some time. Maybe there's another way to do it. Maybe as opposed to following all the old things I've done over the decades and decades and decades that I've been in service. Maybe there's another way to do it. And when it comes to. Uh, student loans, not expanding that conversation into, well, we were prohibited from doing it because of a runaway Supreme Court. And in the next election, we will work towards uh, ensuring that we correct. Or you don't even have to say we're going to change course. Just let people know that you understand there's a problem and that that your new administration will make changes to mitigate that problem. And that goes not only for, for uh, Israel, that only, that only goes for student loan. That goes for policy after policy. Healthcare, you know, uh, start creating the propaganda, the, 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 not propaganda, but the reality based stuff that really private health insurance simply doesn't work and cannot work by design. Don't come trying to stuff ACO reach down somebody's throat. Don't try to stuff Medicare Advantage so that the government looks like it's keeping its books balanced as the private sector rips the average American off. And you can say, well, that's because it's Medicare Advantage. That is because it's an ACO reach program. We, we have to stop progressives. The difference between progressives and the right is that progressives think. Progressives don't group think in the aggregate. They think that's why you have so many different factions, because they don't group 
think in that manner. We got to learn. If you're going to really have a coalition, which is what, what a country is, you have to listen to everybody, irrespective of where that listening comes from. Even if sometimes you use that listening to know something you shouldn't do or to use that listen to understand the listening didn't make any sense, but at least you listen, absorb, and ensure that you know what's going. It's shameful what the governor did or the, the governor's response to uh, Joanne Reed's very, very important questions with all the people that she speaks to, which are younger people, people of color, people that are naturally Biden's, the people who brought Biden over the top. And for him to just disregard it when she talks about the, the Arab issue in Michigan, eh, well, you know, we better heed. We better heed the Democratic Party and President Biden better heed and understand what's going on. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead. Number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. Yeah, please don't forget, become a supporter of uh, Politics Done Right in however manner you can. Just go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. That gives you all the different ways that you can support this program to make sure that we can continue doing what we're doing. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let me go up before I go to the last story of the day. Young people's top issue uh, remains global warming. Joe Biden has to keep pushing infrastructure investment if he wants the youth voice. Young people also get their news with social media, not the MSM. So their task about Israel seems a harsh secondary concern. And I tell you what, I love, uh, again, TikTok sort of give you the information that you're interested in, right? And yeah, I'm interested in technical stuff. I'm interested in in, in good historical stuff. I'm interested in all these issues. And it's a great platform that you can get a lot of experts who decided that since they are closed down from universities who are scared to appear woke, even though woke is what we all should be, they can actually preach their words. That's verifiable, corroborable on corro corroborate, corroboratable on uh, that you know, I mean, everything that I do on TikTok, I actually verify, triple verify, make sure before I bring it to you guys that it is true, like I did with the TikTok on um, Kristen uh, uh, Browdy. So it's important. It's important that we do things right. That we do things right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Michael says DL continues not understanding the terms he's using. The burning strawman with. Uh, Look, again, remember what I said. There are two kinds of people, and we have to address them all, right? There are those who uh, they revel in, and I don't even call it trolling. It's actually, it, it's actually more psychologically damaging to them than trolling. It is actually, uh, uh, these are people uh, to, 
to get to 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 get to harm others or to just not let others be correct or get things right. They will harm themselves. They will harm their kids. They will harm their family. Look at what the Texas legislature does, right? They pass laws that actually harms most of the people in their own families. Not their immediate family, but their own families. They get them killed. And do they care? They don't care. It's an unempathetic bunch of evildoers. And, you know, uh, the thing about it is they know how to cloak their evil into other things. They have you look in other places. Somebody here uh, wrote a note. Oh, I think it was Fleming said, if Texas would spend more time trying to fix its grids than trying to send people around the country, the, 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 you know, the, the immigration issue, maybe we won't have a problem. You know, we, we went through a freeze here, nothing like the one that we had in 2011 or 2012. And um, I mean, not 2011, 2012, 12, 2021, 2022, I think it was. And we haven't fixed our problems. But we elected a lot of these clowns again. Um, you know, I guess some people just have to feel the pain themselves. And even after feeling the pain, they can't learn. But that's all right. You know, uh, for those who are willing to change, which are most people, for those who are willing to think, which are most people, once you get to them respectfully, it happens. I mean, listen to my morning shows on, 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 at six in the mornings. I have some dedicated callers. And some of them have gone from being harassively harassing with the with the right wing crap that as we speak to folks respectfully, as we point out the facts and say, go look it up yourself. Many of them have changed. I've got the emails to show it because they're willing to think on their own and not the group think that you get from all the websites that folks like uh, our good brother, uh, Eric Hayes, you know, you know, Eric Hayes, like in a tunnel where, you know, well, but again, that, you know, we, he, we can use Eric Hayes, uh, bad information that he puts out here to guide others away from it, which is what we do, which is what we do. All right, let's go to the last video. Uh, this one is Jake Tapper talking about our mobster, Donald Trump. Check this out, then we'll take it on the other side. Jake Tapper today on uh, State of the Union on CNN had a great piece. The way they aggregated clips to show that the current uh, potential nominee of the Republican Party, Donald Trump, that his behavior is that of a mob boss. He didn't quite say that, but... If you illustrate to the reasons why, one, Donald Trump, who was impeached twice, never got convicted by the Senate, even though the votes were likely there, but later likely changed because of the fear people had for their families and their own well-being because the mob bosses organization would likely get them. Uh, it is it is amazing because. That if people understand that and understand that even if Donald Trump is your man, if you allow that sort of intimidation to work, this time it may work for you, but it may never work again. One, in the near term, that is one, because the person who gets into the power 
under that that form remains into power as long as he can and those who follow him follow the same modus operandi or the next group that takes power takes on the same modus operandi i want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side with the flurry of news this week, you can be forgiven if you missed one pretty important moment a few days ago in a D.C. courthouse where Donald Trump and his legal team argued he has legal immunity for his actions regarding the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol, part of special counsel Jack Smith's prosecution of Trump for conspiracy to obstruct that official proceeding, for example, with lies that incited violent and angry crowds, and prosecution for conspiracy to defraud the United States, and conspiracy against rights is in the right to vote regarding his pressure campaign, for example, on elected officials to violate their oaths of office and deliver states that Biden won to him. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes. It was, of course, a mendacious campaign, and it led to a dark, deadly day on the Capitol with four Trump supporters dead, one police officer, Brian Sicknick, dead, and in the aftermath, because of the horrific trauma of that day... Several law enforcement officials later dying by suicide. In court, Trump and his lawyers are claiming that he cannot be charged because of presidential immunity. But at least one of the judges, Florence Pan, tried to put their argument to something of a stress test. But a president who ordered SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached, would he be subject to criminal prosecution? If he were impeached and convicted first. And so, so your answer is, is no. Is, my answer is qualified. Yes, there is a political process that would have to occur. The answer was no, that person would not be prosecutable. To translate that from the legalese, Trump's lawyers are arguing Trump as president could order an assassination of a political rival using SEAL Team 6 without prosecution unless he is first impeached by the House and then convicted by the Senate. If a President Trump were to order the assassination of a political rival using SEAL Team 6, would a majority of the House of Representatives vote to impeach him? Would there be 67 U.S. senators willing to vote to convict him? Let's restate this. According to Trump, and his team, he could use the U.S. military to assassinate a political rival, and he could escape prosecution if 34 senators, Republicans, were willing to acquit him for such an action. That prompted this from Democratic Senator Brian Schatz of Hawaii. Do you think 34 United States senators stand ready to vote to acquit? I don't know. Eight years ago, less than two weeks before the Iowa caucus of 2016, Donald Trump famously praised the loyalty of his supporters by saying this. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It is not difficult to imagine Trump getting votes from his ride or die congressional supporters, the ones who helped pave the path for what happened on January 6th by mounting challenges based on these election lies. But what about the others, not ride or die, the mainstream Republicans? How would they vote? You remember what former Congresswoman Liz Cheney told me about why only 10 House Republicans voted to impeach Trump in the House for his role in the insurrection? There were members who told me that they were afraid for their own security, afraid, you know, in some instances for their lives. And that tells you something about where we are as a country. That's uh, if terrifying. members of Congress aren't able to, to cast votes or feel that they can't because of their own security. 
In a recent book, Senator Mitt Romney shared similar anecdotes. Quote, one Republican congressman confided to Romney that he wanted to vote for Trump's second impeachment, but chose not to out of fear for his family's safety. Why put his wife and children at risk if it wouldn't change the outcome? A member of Republican Senate leadership was talked out of voting to convict Trump in the Senate. Quote, you can't do that. Romney recalled someone saying, think of your personal safety, said another. Think of your children. The senator eventually decided they were right, unquote. Now, how do you think those fears might impact votes after this hypothetical assassination of a political rival. We're in a dangerous place right now as a country. A major swath of the United States has been lied to repeatedly by Republican leaders and MAGA media, such as Fox, people who know better, but who have bet on power over principle. So for all the people who have put their own personal ambition ahead of what's right, they will ultimately have to answer the same questions that I had to answer after my decision in 2016. Those questions don't ever leave. Facts are really stubborn. They stay. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie looked out at Capitol Hill on January 7th, 2021, and he hated what he saw and he hated the role he felt he had played in it. And he feared that what might come next would be worse. I remember what Benjamin Franklin said when he was walking down the street in Philadelphia after the Constitutional Convention and a woman approached him on the street and said, Mr. Franklin, what kind of government did you give us? And he said to the woman, a republic, if you can keep it. Can we? I swear to you, when I, when I saw the piece aggregated the way Jake Tapper did, it's hard to believe that this is America, that this is the United States of America. It's hard to believe that we have people who have been brainwashed, indoctrinated into thinking that this is just par for the course. But as Christie ended one of his, his exit speech on the Benjamin Franklin's, I think it was Benjamin Franklin's statement, we have a union. The question is whether we can keep it. We have a republic. The question is whether we can keep it. And the truth of the matter, it's in our hands. The truth of the matter is. Uh, we better be careful what we're doing because an election of Donald Trump in the long run removes any form of moral authority the United States has ever had. Absolutely. So Bruce, thank you for that information. I didn't realize that we were having rolling blackouts in rural Texas. So if, assuming that is correct, I find it ironic, right? Uh, the people who vote these people into office, uh, you know, and, and in such a and and they're and they have no interest in fixing the grid because guess what? It costs money, and you know how much money they give back to corporations in this state, even as we had a thirty billion dollar surplus. Uh, but they don't care, and not to. It, it would seem to me if the rolling blackouts are occurring in rural areas. It shows you that they would make their own sacrifice for their ineptitude, their lack of efficacy. And that is exactly what they do constantly from Medicare to Medicaid, things that the that their people, meaning the supporters of MAGA, etc., are more dependent on than the rest of the population at large. They make them pay. So they have you believe that, oh, you don't need all these things when you do. 
when you know anyway bridge has this on the screen scar didn't try to kill simba that's ridiculous all he did was give a speech to his supporters about starting a stampede in simba's direction the hyenas made their own choices he fully condemned them afterwards isn't that what happened on january 6th isn't that what happened on January 6th? Now let's go to, I, I'm sorry I, I I didn't go through what we were talking about. I can't get to play that right now. I'll fix that up for the other one. I know which ad that is, though. But here's a funny thing. Uh, this is for E2247. E2247, um, Israel is thinking about, I, I want you to read this article, Flooding Hamas Tunnels. With seawater risk running basic life in Gaza, says expert. And I, you know, I, I want to tie this into the the speech, the the, the the clip that I spoke when Pritzker wasn't listening to what Joanne Reed said of how upset the youth are with uh, our support of Israel. Israel are planning on doing all these things that end up being war crimes, polluting, salinating the tunnels will go ahead and salinate that entire area. People who have their wells use reverse osmosis to clean the water that they're drinking. None of that will work. Yes, it's December, but it's still, uh, uh, but it's still Israel considered, but didn't do it. We don't know that yet, right? This one says that uh, according to E2247, there are test cases that they're doing. But let me tell you, if they thought they could restrict that damage just to the aquifers in Gaza, they would do it based on how they have treated the people in Gaza. And that is what the people who are trying to say, Biden, leave Israel alone. Excommunicate Israel from our bombs. Remove the monies that we're given to Israel to do killings on, in our name. They would pollute that those sand areas, okay? Yeah, and I know uh, they would pollute it if they thought it wouldn't affect them. But here's the problem. As you flood those tunnels, you may also affect some of their own aquifers, right? Because there's no, you may have a wall in between Gaza and the rest of Israel, but there are a lot of, um, what do you call it, kibbutz, along that entire border as well, who are likely dragging water out of these same aquifers. An aquifer doesn't stop by the border of a country, right? So it, the people that, that Joyance are, uh, is speaking about, they understand these issues. They don't want these bad things happening to other human beings. But the only reason that Israel wouldn't do it it's because it'll likely affect some of the kibbutz in their own territory or in their own unoccupied territory. Let's be clear about that, folks. Let's be very, very clear about that. I'm done with all my, of my videos. So if you have anything that you want me to say, let me look at some of the uh, some of the uh, things here. Uh, by the way, Carl Cox, you are from what part of Florida, Carl Cox? Uh, I put it in the bottom of the feed. I can't remember what town you're in. I'm trying to remember everybody else. Though. Welcome aboard, Aliel. How are you doing? I don't think I saluted you. I'm Mr. Rational, welcome aboard as well. Uh, no, I don't believe in any kind of killings or anything, Mr. Rational. You know, we won't do that. Uh, 
Let's see. Mr. Rational says Israel has a right to defend itself against a bunch of murderous Satan worshiping terrorists. How can anyone with progressive values have any respect or uh, it, it broke off? But let me let's qualify this. Um, I got th- two minutes in which I can tell you this. Let's be clear here. Nobody here is defending Hamas. Hamas is a murderous organization. Carl Cox, Riverdale, Georgia and South Metro Atlanta. Got you. Uh, here, here it is, Mr. Rational. Here it is. Uh, Hamas is a bad terrorist organization, and we all know Hamas is a terrorist organization. We all know that. Netanyahu knows that. But by the same token, Netanyahu ensured the funding of Hamas. I am not saying it. Read Haras and all other journalists that say it, including more, even more than Joe picked the article up. So Netanyahu knew Hamas was getting funded. Netanyahu wanted Hamas to be funded so that it would be a backstop to the Palestinian Authority to prevent a two-state solution. The world would not ask Netanyahu to go into an alliance with with Hamas. It would not. So he needed Hamas to stay in existence so there would not be an, a, a, two, a two-state solution. And in keeping Hamas alive, he is the one ultimately responsible for the 1,200 dead innocent Israelis murdered by a terrorist group whose funding was eased by Netanyahu. And in doing so, Netanyahu got to kill two birds with one stone. Now that he had an excuse to not go into Gaza and level Gaza, all right, and at the same time say there's no reason for a two-state solution. No, notice that as Gaza is being leveled, the 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 up in in the in the West Bank, the uh, the settlers are increasing their position in the West Bank. And Bridge corrected me. It's 31,000 people dead now. 31 dead Palestinians, 1,200 dead Israelis caused by Netanyahu's support of the funding of Hamas. I think, brother, Mr. Uh, Mr. Rational, we have to stop allowing our media, allowing the right wing messaging from Netanyahu and the lies to come into our domain so that we continue to make bad decisions. This is not a conspiracy theory, Kingwood Ready and Security Alliance. It's not a conspiracy theory. It is written. It's been out in the newspapers in Israel, which we don't get. But we started to pick it up even in the New York Times and the Washington Post and even Morning Joe, a conservative independent now, has covered this. There's no conspiracy here. These are statements of fact. All right. Thank you for having been here, Michael Rudnin. Great to have you here. Anyway, folks, we got to get out of here. It's about one minute. So I want to ask you before you leave to please consider becoming a paid subscriber. First of all, please consider uh, supporting the program. And how can you do that? Go to politicsdoneright.com slash support, which offers all the different ways in which you can support the program. politicsdoneright.com 
slash support. Uh, let me read this real quickly from Bridge. Palestinians in Canada scramble to submit family applications. Palestinians, Canadians, and permanent residents are in a race against time to submit applications for Ottawa New Program, offering three-year visas for extended family members to take refuge in Canada. Those who have completed the process are anxiously waiting to hear whether their relatives have been approved with no guarantee whether they'll be accepted or how long it could take to find out. All right. Uh, anyway, so folks, please go to politicsandright.com support to support the program. Now, please become a subscriber of our newsletter. How to subscribe to our newsletter? Go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Our newsletter is free. However, I'm asking you, if you have the wherewithal, please become a paid supporter of our newsletter. What that gives you is it gives you access to all my books. My five books will be in two of them are there already will be on Substack where I host my newsletter and every subsequent book that I write, you will have access to on the on your phone or on your screen or wherever uh, uh, because you are a paid subscriber of our our newsletter. So I ask you so kindly to go to politicsandwrite.com slash newsletter. Become a subscriber, but please become, it's free. But if you become a paid subscriber, you help us, you help us promote the message. I need about a thousand plus more subscribers. I only have about, you know, just under a hundred to go ahead and get someone to help produce this program. I do two programs a day. It is very, very difficult, but it's something that has to be done. We have to populate the space with progressive info and an alternative voice because the other side is paying a lot of money to those who are there to mislead you. And it pretty much works. So folks, please support us, politicsandright.com slash newsletter. Please become a paid subscriber. Or if you want to find another way to support the program, go to politicsandright.com slash support. But here's the newsletter link again right there. Anyway, I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. How do I end it again? I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.